walking still. The other day, my dad actually told me a story, and it was an instance that he had with my little brother when he was a toddler on a car ride home from running errands. This is what happened. One morning, while coming home from running errands, I'm sure they were going to like Home Depot or something to buy fun boy stuff, I don't know. They were going back in the car, and the car windows were rolled down. And my brother asked, why is the wind blowing? Why can't I see the wind? I can feel it, but I can't see the wind. Then my dad began to explain that even though we can't feel it, or we can feel it, but sometimes we can't see it, the air is always there. Essentially, air has to be there because we have to have air for life. It's essential to our lives. How sometimes it may be easier to see it and feel it when there's a storm rolling in, but sometimes it's hard to see it when it's calm and still, but we know that the air is still there. He told me not only he was teaching Daniel about how the air works and how wind works, but how God works. So that got me thinking. He's right. We can't necessarily see God, and we can feel him sometimes, but he's there even in the busiest of life and the stillness of life. He's there even when we don't see it. In this day and age, life tends to be more busy than it is still, and it's important to take time and be still, to see God and to focus God and to practice leaning in on God. We have to be still. Oftentimes, we wait for a major life event to happen, for wait for, for us to try and find God and talk for, to Him and ask Him for answers. We wait. We wait until, you know, um, a relative dies or something good happens or a um, natural uh, event happens like a tornado, something like that. Whether we like to admit it or not, we aren't as focused as trying to connect with him in our everyday lives. We get busy. We forget to make time. We push it off to the side. We say, oh, well, I'll do that tomorrow because I can't do that today. So how do we make time for God in a busy schedule? We need to look at our priorities. And I hate to admit it, but I always make time for things that I really want to do instead of things that I need to get done. You know, like, okay, well, my friends are going to a movie. Uh, I need to clean my room, I need to start packing for college, but I really want to go see this movie. I mean, I may have already seen it twice, but the Elvis movie is really good. <laughs> We've chosen to add in Netflix, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all these social media platforms and streaming services that really cut out our responsibilities. We like to be distracted by these things, and they're not necessarily necessities. I've had to make the decision to try and cut out some of these things, it's really hard um, because these things can become addictive. Once I get started with electronic devices, I cannot stop. And to be honest, most of you probably have the same problem. But we've got to ask for help. A man's got to do what a man's got to do. That is a movie quote that helps demonstrate our human nature for not to ask to help, to be independent. We have this drive as humans to want to be able to do things on our own and say, well, I did this, I accomplished this, I didn't ask for help, I'm big and I'm strong and I'm independent. But that's not necessarily true. Another quote that goes back to the 1800s is, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Now, that is the most ridiculous, silliest thing I have ever heard and I did not understand it at all, so I had to look it up. <laughs> but it basically means 
that to begin to recover from a setback without any outside help or to succeed by one's only efforts and abilities. The problem with this type of independence is that we never were really meant to do life by ourselves. First of all, God created our lives to be incomplete without him. When creation happened, he created us last, but he created all of these things. He created the land and the water and the birds and the fish in the sea and just everything, the plants. But then he created us. And we live in an environment where we need all these things and all these things need us. And not only did he create us, he didn't create one single person. He created two people. God created us to, and designed us to need other humans. He created us to rely on other people. So it's okay to ask for help. And a lot of people don't want to ask for help, but trust me, you need to ask for help. You need to rely and depend on other people. So if you're finding yourself struggling and learning to be still on your own, if you're having a hard time practicing being still, you can talk to others and ask for help. But don't neglect trying to get together with others because, you know, y'all are adults. I'm just now beginning to be an adult and realizing that life is a lot more busy than it is when you're a child and a teenager. <laughs> but um, you can't neglect getting together with others who love Jesus just because trying, you're, they're trying to be still in their lives too. While sometimes our responsibilities do prevent us from spending time with others, we can't neglect it entirely because these moments, even if they aren't long, even if it's a simple phone call to a friend or a parent or a neighbor, these moments, they provide us with encouragement to keep focus on the presence of God. It's so important to connect with those around you because whether you're struggling or you're not struggling, others can help you and they can help you practice leaning into God, and they can help you practice being still. Like I mentioned before, all the ways that technology can get in the way of everything. Technology is a huge distraction. It can also be really good to help reel you in to learning about God and to focusing on God, which that kind of contradicts itself in a way. But there are things like Bible apps and devotional apps and devotional podcasts and worship music and a whole bunch of stuff that you can put on your phone, and you can put on your tablet, and you can put on your computer to help you lean in to God. So if you don't already, I suggest putting a Bible app or a devotional app on your phone, because that way you can have it with you at all times. No one, I mean, some people might, but I don't carry a Bible in my purse. I mean, it's a big book. My purse is small. It's not going to fit with me. I'm not going to take it around everywhere. I don't think everybody carries a Bible with them. But if you have it on your phone, then you have access to it whenever you need it. Use these things when you have spare time instead of getting on social media or watching a show on Netflix in between doing chores or, you know, you're driving down the road, put, put, listen to some worship music instead of watch it, making your kids watch a movie. Like, listen to, to music together, sing some songs while doing things around the house. Instead of folding your laundry and watching Netflix, um, listen to some music, listen to a podcast. Do things like that. But just look for God in the world around us because our world has so many reminders of God. As we become more aware of them, it will help our minds be focused on him. And in order to be still and to know God, it is so helpful to have reminders around us. 
These reminders will help us be able to focus and practice being still, practice leaning into God. The book of Joshua says that this book of law shall not depart out of our mouths, but we are to meditate on it day and night. Being still and practicing the stillness of God and focusing in on God is kind of like meditation. But why do we really need to practice this? You might be saying, Andrew, why are you up here telling me all this? Why do I need to practice God? I go to church and I do things in the community, but why do I need to be still? Well, to start, we need stillness to maintain our perspective. If we don't take time to be still, then we can find ourselves in a reactive mode. We get influenced by hundreds of little thoughts and people and distractions in the world and things running in and out and in and out of our brains and around us. We need stillness not only to stay connected to God, but to stay connected to ourselves. Because our lives are so busy, we need to be able to take that time and be still. This is not something that is easy because, again, whether I'd like to admit it or not, I probably don't have enough experience in being still to be sitting up here today telling you that you need to be still. <laughs> but being still is important, and that's just the thing. Perhaps that that's the value that I can add to this conversation. And in that spirit, let me offer you a few suggestions on how you can practice stillness in your life. There are many, many different ways on being still. To help focus in on God, you have to try to set a time to practice being still. <laughs> Those kids must be having fun down there. Um, you have to try and set a time to practice being still. You can do this randomly, like when you have free time, just sporadically take a moment to be still and focus in. But it's more recommended, and I recommend this, to set a time to do it, a specific time. I like to set my time for the evenings, right before bed. I reflect on my day, and then I practice being still. And then afterwards, I like to journal or read my Bible, something like that. And you can do the same. You could do the same time in the evening. But you could also do it when you first wake up. Um, you know, you've made breakfast, you're drinking your coffee, getting ready for work, take just a little bit of time. You can do it during your lunch hour. Um, you can do it, you know, school starting up. If you're waiting to pick up your kids in car rider line, you can do it there. Um, whatever's best for you. You could do it at, din at dinner as a family. But essentially, after you schedule a time for practicing stillness and you figure out what's best for you, you need to find a place. Now, I'm a huge outdoorsy person. As I mentioned, I'm uh, going to school for archery. I love shooting. I love being outside. I hike all the time. I love camping, sitting in my rocking chair on my front porch. Um, basically, anything that involves the outdoors, I'd rather be barefoot in the grass than inside. Can't handle it. But So my place would probably be my front porch. That's what I like to do. I like to pull out my hammock or sit on my rocking chair and just somewhere outside in nature. But again, your place is specific to you, whatever is best for you. You want to find a place that's comfortable and that you relate to and that you feel like you can be your best self focusing in on God, somewhere that is easy to be still. But the main, place to, the main point to finding your own place is a place that you won't be distracted. So I know some of you all have kids. Try to find a place where you can Put the kids away for a second, if that's at all possible, just so you can have your own time. So if that means doing this when your kids aren't around or after your kids are asleep, then that might be the best time for you to do it. But anyways, once you've got a place and you've got a scheduled time that you want to do this, you need to set a timer. 
Give yourself five to 15 minutes a day. This is what's recommended, this is what I like. I like to do about 10 minutes a day, somewhere in between, um, to do this. It's amazing how your perception of time changes because there will be some days when you do this where you think it is taking forever and it is taking two hours for you to sit here for 10 minutes and focus because you're distracted and you can't do it. But then there will be other days where your five to 15 minutes will go by like that. It'll be so quick, so easy, you're like, man, I already did that? Okay, whatever. But you wanna give yourself five to 15 minutes to do this. And so some days it may go forever and some days it may not. You just wanna set like a simple timer so you have, you know that you are doing it for that time. I set a simple timer on my phone. You can do it on your watch, whatever works for you. So now that you've got all that out of the way, you're ready to be still and you are ready to focus in on God. You need to start to relax. Relax your body. Get rid of all that built-up tension, all the built-up emotions. Just flush it all out. Try to clear your mind and clear your body of all the stress and whatever's going on because you want to be fully present for what you're about to do. Get comfortable. Get into a comfy chair, a comfy place to sit. Make sure your place or environment is comfy too. When I'm on my porch, like I said, I usually sit in my rocking chair. So once you get all the stress and everything out of your body, you wanna take time to relax and let it get quiet. If you can't sit still, because honestly, sometimes I can't, you need to engage in any mindless physical activity, such as what I do, sitting in a rocking chair, because that simple motion of rocking back and forth can help you calm down. If that doesn't work for you, you can play white noise, kind of like, you know, like, rain falling or ocean waves crashing, whatever soothing to you, watching the fireplace, something that just kind of helps relax your body without, even know that you're, without your body even knowing that you're trying to relax it. So now that your body's relaxed, you need to relax your mind. You need to quiet your mind. And this is the biggest challenge for me because when I get just still, just to the point to where I think, okay, I'm good. I'm ready to start focusing and practicing. A random thought pops in my head. What did I eat two days ago for breakfast? I think I really want that right now. No, Anna Jo, you don't need that right now. You're trying to focus. And then all these thoughts just start running through my head because the way my brain works, once I think about one thing, I'm thinking about another thing. And then something that relates to that. And then I'm five years down the road and I'm thinking about something that's 13, happened 13 years ago. My brain is nonstop. So you want to try to get all of your thoughts out. Just push them out. Quiet your mind. But, to get, but through these practices and practicing being still, I have gotten better at this, and my brain has slowed down. But you want to think about quieting your mind almost as meditation in a sort of way. Now, you don't have to sit in a dark room and light a whole bunch of candles and burn incense and sit crisscross and all this crazy stuff, but you're almost meditating because you're just trying to get your body and your mind and everything to be still in order to practice being still. You want to be fully present on what you're trying to do without being super distracted. Don't be regretting or celebrating the past. Don't think about it. Don't be worrying or dreaming about the future. Don't think about it. Instead, collect all your thoughts, everything that you have, and be present in the moment. This is important because this is the time you have. This is the time that you scheduled to be still. This is the time where you are going to practice putting into the presence of God. 
In fact, it's the only time you have because this is the time. You've set your time aside for this. You can do this. There shouldn't be too many distractions because this is it. And then you just want to learn to return. This has been the most helpful component because it involves recalling a place of peace. Looking back on a memory of somewhere that you've been, maybe it was a really good sermon that you heard Laura preach or that you heard Wendell preach or Adam or someone else. Maybe it was helping at a VBS with kids. Maybe it was a family vacation that you've had. Just looking back on a moment where you yourself found peace or where you and others found peace. Where you previously had a particular experience of peace and stillness. Read a Bible passage. Maybe that's where you found peace, one of your favorite verses. Listen to your favorite worship song. Um, Sit there with your eyes closed and focus on your breathing. Just think about God. Reach out and talk to God. Ask him questions. Tell him about your day. It's almost like a diary in a way. You just talk to God. Think about that time that brought you there, and it will help you have peace and stillness while you're trying to practice stillness. Once you figure out how exactly to be still, probably the most important thing is just to start. Now, honestly, it's hard getting in the routine of trying to do this every day and to stick with it. It's, it's difficult, but you can do it. And it's really easy to blow off the discipline of stillness because trust me, I've pushed it aside before. But once you get into the rhythm, it'll be a lot easier. Stillness is something you do have time for. Whether you think it or not, whether you think you are so busy or not, you do have time to take a little bit out of your day to talk to God. You may want to blow this off, but please don't, because the busier you are, the more important it is to have that time to connect with God. You need stillness more in your life than you know, and even if you set aside five minutes, 10 minutes, 11 minutes, 15 minutes, Maybe you want to go up and beyond and go 30 minutes. I don't, I don't know. Whether or not you miss a day or two, don't beat yourself up again. Because you can do this, and you'll be glad that you did. So, the verse that we read right before I started talking was Psalms 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. <laughs>